In this episode, I discuss how to win on Amazon in 2019. You're listening to the Amazon Private Labeler Show podcast, hosted by seven-figure e-commerce seller and digital entrepreneur, Nick Landowski. This is the show to get the tips and strategies to take your business to the next level. So strap in and get ready, because it's time to escape the rat race and build your own e-commerce empire. Let's do this. Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 110 of the Private Labeler Show. Very glad that you could make it as always. Saved you a seat and very grateful for all the listeners of the podcast out there. You are amazing. And uh, hopefully you guys had a really excellent holiday season, not just selling and all this and that. Hopefully you made a lot of money. Hopefully there's a lot of smiles on your faces from all the hard work you've been putting in. But uh, hopefully you had a a little bit of an opportunity to get away, do things with your friends and family, because uh, you know, right around Christmas and the end of the year, that's a lot of people's favorite time of the year. It's kind of my favorite time, and uh, hopefully, you're starting strong coming into 2019 and getting rocking and rolling. Um, I personally went up to the great state of Wisconsin and visited some friends and family for a while over the holiday season. There had some fun, and uh, quickly actually came back down to Florida, where it is sunny and beautiful outside. So today, folks, um, I want in this episode to share some thoughts that I've been having the past few weeks, kind of like the current state of Amazon, kind of just evaluating things. I, I was kind of diving into um, some some YouTube videos by some content creators in the e-commerce world and the Amazon world, and uh, kind of just had some ideas in my head, some really important things that I want to share with you guys about what I think is going to be critical uh, going into this year and beyond on Amazon because, man, things are changing rapidly. So we'll get into all that in, in just a second here. But before we do all that, just want to cover a couple of quick Amazon 411 news updates in case you missed them. Uh, they've been on the portal for a little bit, but I just wanted to quickly mention them because I think they're important. So I think, it, what is it, the states of Iowa and Alabama uh, for sales tax, Amazon is now collecting that, I believe, starting as of the new year, so which is good news. And I think that brings us up to eight or nine states that Amazon is collecting for. And going forward, I believe, as far as what I'm hearing for 2019, there's going to be many more states to follow with that. So that's pretty darn good news, in my opinion. Just wish they would get this figured out sooner rather than later. And also, um, if you haven't seen it yet, Make sure you familiarize yourself with this and go on the portal and check it out. I'm not going to dive into the details of it. This is just too much. But take a look at the changes to the FBA fees and referral fees that have or will be changing um, for 2019. Some cases, things go up. Some some cases, things actually go down, which is cool. So it all, all kind of depends. So take a look. I think they have their, their standard uh, charts there. So you can kind of take a look and see how the uh, FBA fee changes are going to affect you for 2019. And uh, before we get started, guys, if you're not yet subscribed to the show, please do so. Whatever network you're on for podcasts and all this and that, if you could just subscribe and leave a review, a thumbs up, or however you're consuming it. If you're on YouTube, if you could uh, subscribe and hit the notifications bell, that would be super dope. And also make sure you join up with our Facebook group if you're not yet joined. Just go to your Facebook search bar, type in Amazon FBA. And that's the actual group name right now. And you just filter by groups and we should be, I believe, the first group up there. Just get joined up in there. I'm pretty active in there answering your guys' questions. Okay, so let's get down to business here now. Um, you know, I've been, I've been selling on Amazon for quite a few years now. And over the past few weeks, I've been kind of doing some reflecting on that, kind of thinking about how things have changed over the years. 
And I've kind of come to the conclusion, just like a lot of you guys have, that 2018, we have seen just enormous evolution of e-commerce and Amazon in general, okay? And in 2019, 2020 and beyond, I don't see that changing. I see things getting tighter and tighter and tighter, things evolving, all right? And in order to be successful, not just this year that we're in, but beyond, we have to think different. We have to, you know, think kind of outside the box a little bit. You know, what used to work obviously four or five years ago on Amazon or, or in e-commerce and Shopify all this and that may not work. Those strategies or techniques may not work at all today. Okay. Just because of the platforms. And, and again, the market has changed The e-commerce is changing. So if you're still thinking 2014, 2015 strategies, you might be dead in the water. So what I want to just really highlight here, this is the most important thing for me, and it should be for you and all e-commerce sellers. The most important thing that you absolutely have to commit to mastering this year, if you haven't already, is product selection, picking and selling the best products on the market. So here's what I'm talking about. No gimmick or strategy or hack that you're going to find on a YouTube channel or uh, something that used to work back in the day about getting ranked or this or that to get more reviews and all this stuff that you can learn. None of that matters in the current landscape of Amazon and e-commerce if your product is not just phenomenal, okay? So if you have an average product, the market will speak and it will treat you as average. If you have a bad product, the market will speak now and you'll be buried and you won't make any money. But if you have a standout product, you will win. Sounds simple, but here's the problem. Most sellers on Amazon still are not being creative. Here's what most sellers are doing and have been doing. Most sellers have been firing up their, let's say their viral launch product discovery tool, their jungle scout tools, and they're finding opportunities. They're finding products and they're immediately just going to Alibaba and they're selling virtually the same thing as everybody else, okay? So again, that might've worked some years back where you can kind of just get your piece of the pie for a while and you know everything would be great. Maybe move on to the next product once you stop getting sales or whatever. But as I see things tightening, that mentality of just basic thinking will not really serve you well long-term on Amazon or in e-commerce. So the, the name of the game is you really need to think outside the box and only come out to the market with the best possible product that you can possibly put out there in that niche or that category or whatever it is that you're going after. So here's a question that you need to always ask yourself before launching a product. You want to write this down, remember this or whatever. You should always ask yourself why somebody would buy your product over anybody else's. And if you can't answer that with conviction of like, these are the absolute reasons why mine is way better, why my offer is better, why, you know, everything is better, my experience is better, then you need to go back to the drawing board because just putting out there what everybody else is offering is not going to get you anywhere going forward. Okay. So again, ask yourself, why is the product that I'm about to launch or sell on Amazon? Why would somebody click and, and add to cart my product over everybody else's? Now, it can't be stuff like, oh, well, mine's just a little bit cheaper in price or whatever. That thinking, I, in my opinion, is just going to get you killed. If you're playing the race to the bottom, have fun. You're going to get killed. So you need to think outside the box. And most sellers, again, aren't really thinking outside the box. They're not being creative. 
Everybody wants the path of least resistance. They want the easy way out. They want to just make the money. That's all they're thinking, make the money. So they use the tools and the tools are fantastic. The tools will help give you data to make great decisions. But once they use those tools and let's say, you know, Viral Launch shows them, hey, this product looks like a good opportunity. What they immediately do is they go right to, you know, Alibaba once they kind of determine it might be a cool idea. And they typically, again, they're going to just maybe slap a label on an existing product and put it on Amazon. And maybe for a while you might sell and do okay with that. But guess what? That same thinking is being done by hundreds, if not thousands of other sellers who are using the same tools, the same strategies and same ideas as you. So over time, you're just going to get drowned out. Okay. So that was kind of the case in 2018, but it's really the case now as things tighten. Now, again, you might, you might find a niche or an opportunity out there in a category for a product that is just, you know, not mature at all yet. And there's still plenty of room there for basic, you know, you know, kind of me too products or whatever, but that is going to tighten up very quick. Okay. So hopefully you guys are getting this. So product selection, you absolutely need to master this. Whatever you've been doing up to this point might've been okay, but if you're still using the same ideas that you had been using in most cases, it's not going to work going forward. Okay. You absolutely have to ask yourself again, why is your product better than others? So again, if you can't fully answer that with a whole bunch of uh, reasons on why you have better features, benefits, better experience, just an overall better product, then just hit the, hit the pause button for a second, hit the brakes and go back to the drawing board really think things through what you could do different. And uh, you should be absolutely certain about, you know, the, all the energy, all the time, all the money that you're going to invest in that product. You should be really certain about what you're doing and that when you put it out there to the market, the market's just going to go crazy because you did your due diligence, you did your research and you put together the best possible product for the market. That should be your absolute focus there. And, you know, if just saying things like, well, you know, my product's okay, and, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to come to the market. I'm going to put a video on my sales page. I'm going to put some enhanced brand content out there. Maybe I'll upgrade my images a little bit better than the competition. Like all that's nice and it might help with conversions, but it's not really going to move the needle overall. Because again, the market's going to speak and it's all about the product. It's all about the features and benefits. It's all about the experience. That is the critical, most important piece to everything. So again, that's where you need to be laser focused on, and that's what you need to master. Now, let's dive a little bit deep into this for a second. So here's the bare minimum stuff. So at bare minimum, you need to do the following things. So once you establish, you know, you run the numbers and you just, you know, establish that this is the product that you're interested in selling. Um, what you need to do at bare minimum is the following stuff that I've, I've talked about this in the past, and this is just step one. Go right to the competition. Go right to Amazon. Again, look at that. If you look at the product detail page, truly look at it for the competition or any product really. There's a lot going on there. There's an awful lot of information there that you can use to develop the best product and the best offer out there. Okay, so things like frequently bought together. Obviously, the, the reviews, diving into the reviews. That's easy stuff, right? But frequently bought together. What other types of products... Um, are, are being run for sponsored ads on that page, all that stuff. So look at the whole thing, read everything you, you can on there on the, on the top existing products already. And you can start to get an idea of the lingo that people are using and what they like and don't like, what they want, what, what else are they buying with that product? Again, that could formulate for bundle opportunities, stuff like that, okay? And then beyond that, you gotta look at you know pricing patterns and things like that. Where's everybody priced? All that stuff. And then here's the next step, okay? So that was just step one. That's the price of entry. That's the basic stuff. But the step two, this is what you absolutely must do, is 
Find out where that buyer of that particular product congregates online. Okay. So as an example, if you're selling a grilling product, say you're going to sell like a, a grill light. Okay. Um, that's what you're thinking about making or selling. And, um, what you want to do next is find, again, they probably hang out in Facebook groups. They probably hang out on Reddit, you know, subreddits and things like that, or other communities and just dive into those communities and actually do your due diligence and research. What are they talking about? What types of products are they buying? What do they want in a, you know, a better grill lighter, things like that. And you could actually, instead of just reading everything and being a fly on the wall, you can actually start to pose questions. Okay. Ask them questions. Hey guys, you know, I'm thinking about making my own grill light or my own grill brush or whatever. What would you want in a grill brush if you could make your own? Like, what don't you like about what you currently have? What would you want the new one to have? I'm thinking about making one. And that's going to get a lot of reaction. People are going to want to share their opinions and thoughts. And again, this is all this data that you're collecting, all the data, write it all down, save it. Really, you know, spend time on this. Don't just make rash, quick decisions. Really think things through. And again, establish what the current market's offering, what you could do different, what you could do better. And you can have all that research to kind of back things up. Then from there, you know, if you do want to go to your Alibaba or whatever source you're using to, to get your products made, whatever supplier factory you want to use, uh, let's say you are doing Alibaba. Um, just so you guys know a little tip, just because you find a, a couple of uh, factories or suppliers on Alibaba and you look at what they have to offer there, that's not everything that they can they can make or that they have capability of doing. So a lot of times if you go to their actual website or actually request like a, a product catalog, you can see different things that they make that aren't listed on Alibaba. Okay. Don't ask me why, why they don't have it, you know, all, uh, all equal there, but sometimes they just don't update everything correctly. So they might actually be making things that not a lot of other people are seeing that they make. And again, you can re just request like, um, if they have a product catalog, it's probably just like a PDF or something like that. Or again, just go on their actual company website. A lot of times you'll find different stuff on there that'll give you ideas and you're like, wow, that's cool. Um, but bottom line is though, you know, once you have an idea of how you want to improve a product, what what features, benefits you want it to have, how you want it to look, all that stuff based on all the research you did. Again, you just need to start communicating with that factory, that supplier, and kind of just give them your vision of what you want. And that, that might be a lot of back and forth. I know for me personally, if I've done that, it's like sometimes it might take weeks or months of back and forth on like, you know, design updates and things like that, but it is worth it in the end. So it's that extra bit of work, not just the research part, but like going back and forth with that supplier, it does take time but there could be a massive payoff for it. Uh, some of my best products, there was a lot of back and forth, you know, over weeks and months and, you know, maybe a little frustrating, whatever. But again, most people aren't going to be willing to do that. Most sellers, they're just going to go for the easy route. They're going to pick what they see and they're going to slap their label on it. And they're just playing old Amazon games. Okay. And again, as we established, doesn't always work that well. And another little side point here that I want to quickly mention on that is once you come to the market with a great product, again, you did all the research, you, you worked with your supplier, like you made changes, you're coming out with just an awesome product and a great experience. Uh, that doesn't mean that your work is done forever with that product. You should constantly be looking for different ways to tweak the product, to upgrade the product once you get the feedback. So maybe there, again, there's some parts on your product that you could upgrade. You can maybe make a uh, higher quality material so it feels better when you use it or wear it or whatever. Uh, you should never be done because if you stay plateaued with that product and you don't make any changes, eventually the rest of the sellers in the market over time, over maybe months or years are going to catch up to you and they're going to pass you. They're going to have a better product than you. So that's why you need to just constantly keep taking in that feedback and um, applying those changes. So it could be something minor like, you know, upgrading again, the materials from 
uh, you know, a couple of pennies per unit for upgraded materials, but it's going to give a more premium feel or, you know, more durability or whatever it might be. And again, that's all going to lead to uh, more five-star reviews or whatever it is and a better experience for the customer. So just wanted to throw that out there. Your work is really never done. Always be looking to improve even on existing products, even on products that are doing really, really well. So kind of want to shift gears here, talking about just things that I'm seeing in the Amazon marketplace and maybe just some uh, advice or guidance I could kind of give you going forward when we're talking about product selection and all this and that. Um, you know, I talk a lot on the podcast about obviously private labeling, uh, building a brand, micro brand, whatever you want to call it. But just things that I can throw out there, just things I'm thinking about and that you guys should probably be thinking about if you're not already. Um, look into selling seasonal items or giftable items or look at trending items. Seems to be that, you know, that that's another little, uh, there's a couple different avenues that you can kind of take things down. There are obviously sellers out there that just focus on selling unique seasonal items. You know, every month we have, basically every month we have a new season. So we got Valentine's Day coming up. We have St. Patrick's Day. We got 4th of July. We got, you know, Christmas. We got all these potential seasonal uh, opportunities out there that you can make or sell products in in virtually any niche, really. So if you want to kind of play that game, um, I see that as being, you know, kind of a fun and really challenging way, but to potentially make a lot of money just to be unique on that. And then, um, as I mentioned, like kind of the similar thing with like trends. So if you have a knack for like discovering trends, before it really goes mainstream or before um, other sellers really catch on to things. Think about fidget spinners as an example. You know, maybe it's not going to be as big as fidget spinners, but if you are early to market on an idea like that or others or similar, um, you could really, I mean, just really knock it out of the park. Okay. So again, you have to kind of have a knack for, um, you know, where things are going and different products of what's cool, what's coming out. And it all it takes is one big one to really, uh, to really, have the big payoff there. So that's, that's another opportunity for you. And then same thing, like, I don't know if I mentioned this, but it's like giftable items. So, you know, items that you could hand over as a gift to somebody for events or birthdays or, um, you know, the product that you're selling, could you make it more of like a, a giftable version instead of just, you know, instead of just the product arriving in a poly bag, is it in a real, real nice container or a case or whatever? Is it a, is it like a premium feel? And I, I think, for just about any product out there, or a lot of products and a lot of niches, a lot of markets, there's there's a lot of opportunity in premium versions of products, okay? And what I mean by that is when most Amazon sellers or private labelers go out there, we're kind of always thinking again, oh, I'm just going to be a good value. I'm going to have, you know, a really good product, but, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to kind of price where everybody's pricing. You know, let's say everybody's pricing a product at 20 and I'm going to come out there and I'm just going to deliver like a nice product. But there's very few people thinking I want to be the most expensive product out there because I'm going to offer the best product, but the best overall experience. And I'm going to have out of this world packaging, my product's going to be giftable and it's going to be fantastic all the way around. So we're, we're kind of like pre-programmed to think the opposite way a lot of times, you know, like best value or lowest priced. And we kind of kind of get a little bit nervous when we're like, oh, I'm going to be the most expensive product, right? Because we don't want to get priced out of the market. And there's, as you guys know, there's constantly a race to the bottom on Amazon. That's kind of where everybody hangs out at, like people constantly dropping prices just to stay relevant, just to stay aboard. But very few people are thinking the opposite. So if everybody's selling for 20 and I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to sell for 25 or 30. That gets a little uncomfortable. But if you can back it up, because your product offers features or benefits that the others don't have, 
And when they, when the customer orders your product, it's in, you know, amazing, it's, it's an amazing experience. It's got, you know, great packaging or it's a giftable item and it just looks fantastic. Something that they could give to somebody instead of just arriving in like in a poly bag or whatever, all that matters. So you can, you can charge premium prices as long as you deliver a premium product and premium, premium experiences. And I think, in my opinion, very few sellers are going that direction for anything. Okay. So it really doesn't matter what niche you're in for the most part. Like if you can look at what opportunities there are to be premium and charge more, make more money. But again, as long as you deliver that premium experience, you can really win. Um, quick side note here. Um, the other day I was actually exploring a potential new brand opportunity in an entirely new niche for me. And um, I had some ideas in my head of like what would be cool and, you know, all that stuff. And I went to Amazon and I started to look at uh, what the sellers or what the market looked like for those types of products. And I noticed over and over and over again across this seller's particular brand, they were positioning themselves as the premium, as the absolute premium. They're the highest priced, but they were offering a premium product in like amazing packaging. I mean, it looked really incredible. And I knew it was just a private labeler. And uh, I looked at all their products and they're all best sellers, all number one across the board. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is really impressive. They were kind of playing amongst themselves. There were a lot of sellers of this product, but everybody else was just positioning themselves as just another, just another product, just another seller, nothing, you know, nothing exciting. And they were pricing themselves right where everybody else was priced. But this seller said, I'm going to do this different. And I was looking at kind of, you know, running the numbers and things like that. I'm like, wow, they're really doing well for themselves in this little brand that they're building because they were just playing that premium card. So it's kind of a wake up call that there's probably a lot of product opportunities out there just in that premium market that you could explore. So something to think about there. Thought, thought I would share that for you guys if you're just looking for some different strategies and different ideas and techniques to kind of take things in a different direction in 2019 and beyond. So that about does it, guys. I'm going to kind of wrap this up here before we get too long on this. But I just wanted to share my thoughts, my opinions on this. Again, I've, I've been in this game for, for quite a while now. I'm seeing a lot of things, listening to a lot of things, and this is where we're at. Again, all the strategies, techniques, you know, different gimmicks and different loopholes you can exploit, all those are great. But at the end of the day, the market speaks and the market rewards and Amazon rewards the best products. That's how it is today. It's really hard to manipulate that. Otherwise, going forward, like I said, Amazon is just, you know, really tighten things up. So hopefully you guys take this to heart and uh, any products that you launch in the future, you're putting absolute emphasis and focus on laser focus to make sure that is whatever your release out there is going to be rockstar, is going to be the best experience possible. You know, take the extra time to do it. It'll pay off uh, big time for you. Promise you that. So Again, that about does it, guys. If you got questions on that, uh, hit me up in the Facebook group. Obviously, you can go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB for that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Later.